Matovo Kunja Bihari Rata Matovo Kunja Bihari Gopi Chan Vallabha Girivaradari Gopi Chan Vallabha Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brashajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brashajana Ranjana Jamuna Tirda Vanachari Jamuna Tirda Vanachari Jayoradha Matova Kunja Bihari Matova Kunja Bihari Gopi Jan Balaba Girivaradari Jaya Gopi Jan Balaba Girivaradari Yashodanantana Prashajananjana Shodanandana Prashajananjana Junatiravanachari Jamunatiravanachari Jayaradhamadava Kunja Bihari Jayaradhamadava Kunja Bihari
Jayam Vishnupad, Padamahamsa, Parakrajikacharya, Ashtatavasata Shishimad, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta, Swami Shilaprabhupada Ki, Anantakoti Vaishnava Brindiki, Grantaraj Shima Bhagavatam Ki, Jayanitai Gopremanandi, O glories of Samo devotees, O glories of Samo devotees, O glories of Samo devotees, O glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Narayanam namaskritya naram chevan narotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jayam udirayat om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 14, Chapter entitled Ideal Family Life, Text Number 9. Mrigostra Karamakaku Sarishrip Kagamakshika Atmana Putravat Pashyat Tairesham Mantaram Kiyat Migrastra Kara Makaku Gamakshika Atmana Putravat Pashyat Tairesham Mantaram Kiyat Mrigostra Karamakaku Sarishrip Kagamakshika Atmana Putravat Pashyat Tairesham Mantaram Kiyat Mrigostra Karamakaku Sarisrip Kagamakshika Atmana Putravat Pashyat Tairesham Mantaram Kiyat Mataji's. 
Sarisrip, snakes. Kaga, birds. Uh, Makshika, flies. Atmana, of oneself. Putravat, like the suns. Pashyet, one should see. Tai, with those suns. Esham, of these animals. Antaram, difference. Kiyat, how little. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. One should treat animals such as deer, camels, asses, monkeys, mice, snakes, birds, and flies exactly like one's own son. How little difference there actually is between children and those innocent animals. Translation responsibly. One should treat animals such as deer, camels, asses, monkeys, mice, snakes, birds and flies, exactly like one's own son. How little difference there actually is between children. and those innocent animals. Purport. One who is in Krishna consciousness, one who is in Krishna consciousness understands that there is no difference between the animals and the innocent children in one's house. Even in ordinary life, it is our practical experience that a household, dog or cat, is regarded on the same level as one's own children without any envy. Like children, the unintelligent animals are also sons of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore a Krishna conscious person, even though a householder, should not discriminate between children and poor animals. Unfortunately, modern society has derived, has devised many means for killing animals in different forms of life. For example, in the agricultural fields, there may be many mice, flies, and other creatures that disturb production, and sometimes they are killed by pesticides. In this verse, however, such killing is forbidden. Every living entity should be nourished by the food given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Human society should not consider itself the only enjoyer of all the properties of God. Rather, men should understand that all the other animals 
also have a claim to God's property. In this verse, even the snake is mentioned, indicating that a householder should not be envious, even of a snake. If everyone is fully satisfied by eating food that is a gift from the Lord, why should there be envy between one living being and another? In modern days, people are very much inclined towards com communistic <coughs> ideas of society. But we do not think that there can be better communistic idea than that which is explained in this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Even in the communistic countries, the poor animals are killed without consideration. Although they also should have the right to take their allotted food with which to live. Amagyan Timadandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Grave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapatantikam Vancha Kaupaturubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhavacha Petitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Shiadwaita Gadadha Shivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So the chapter is called Ideal Family Life. How to be a good grihasta. Uh, this is an important chapter. Why is the chapter important? Because most of the devotees are grihastas. That's just the reality. Uh, if someone is brahmachari or vanaprastha or sannyasi, that is more rare. This is not so common. That we will find. Uh, the majority of the uh, devotees will fall into Grihasta Ashram. Mm. Why is that? Uh, because in the material world, everyone has a desire to enjoy uh, Vishaya. Vishaya means sense objects. Uh, everyone is attached to enjoying in this material world. So as long as you're attached to enjoying in the material world, you have to regulate the enjoyment. Uh, and how do you regulate the enjoyment? That's through Grihasta Ashram. Mm -hmm. There is also, uh, there is Grihasta Ashram, but there is also Grihamedi Ashram. So who is a Grihamedi? He puts the, the Griha in the center, like the Meiti. The Meiti means, <coughs> if you go to India, uh, you might see, the Meiti means like the turnstile. They tie the bullocks to the turnstile. And in the center you have the Meiti. Uh, it's like a grinding apparatus. Uh, it, it grinds. They'll put the grains, for example, in the middle. And then you will grind. And the bullocks will walk around. They'll go around and around and around for hours. And in the center, uh, the grains are being ground. So it's called Griha Medi life. 
Medi means the center, griha means the griha is the center. It's everything. Like the bullocks go around, the meti. So for, <coughs> for most people in the material world right now in Kali Yuga, if you look out on the earth, uh, there's eight billion people. Most of them are in uh, griha medi, which means the griha is in the center. It is the center of existence. They don't want anything else except griha life. Uh, let's just uh, fortify our griha, uh, our griha. Uh, make it more and more opulent. Uh, uh, there is a saying, uh, one celebrity recently, he said, people work hard all week so that on the weekend they can buy things that they do not need to impress people that they do not like. That's basically material life. You work hard all week. Uh, we were saying that last week. Uh, in, uh, in the class. Uh, people just work hard all week. Uh, Bhagavatam says like uh, a camel or an ass. Uh, a muta. Muta means, sometimes it means like ass. Uh, so you're like a muta, you're like an ass. You just work hard all week so that on the weekend, go and buy all the things that you don't need just to impress the people that you don't like. That's your life. Uh, well done. You know, that, that is your life. That's grihamedi life. Uh, so this is materialistic consciousness. So grihasta ashram means you take the griha, but you spiritualize it. As Prabhupada says, the only way grihasta ashram works, because we see even grihasta ashram sometimes can be challenging and difficult and doesn't always work. Sometimes it breaks down. We see divorce. Uh, sometimes we see it. Yeah. And the, the Grihasta couples, they don't get along. And we see it. All these things take place. So then if we analyze, why is it that the Grihasta ashram is not working as well? Because you have to put Krishna in the center. That's what Prabhupada said. Krishna has to be in the center. Because if the wife is in the center, or the husband is in the center, or even if the children are, you won't be peaceful. Because you can never satisfy your wife. She'll never be completely happy with you. You can never satisfy the husband, right? He'll never feel totally satisfied. Doesn't matter what you do, right? So you have to put Krishna in the center. That's Grihasta life. That's the secret of success in Grihasta life. Krishna is in the center. Then you will have a chance that the Grihasta ashram will continue. It will be peaceful, uh, because you're not focusing on uh, the husband or the wife. You're focusing on Krishna. And the husband and wife, ideally, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur teaches us, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was the Grihasta Acharya. How many kids did Gri, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur have? 10, 12, like that. It's a lot. 12, 10, like this. It's a the big number. Hands up here if you've got 10 or 12 kids. Huh? Do you know anyone who's got 10 or 12 kids? <laughs> Don't even find it very often these days. It's very rare, actually. But back in those days, it was more uh, common. So Bhaktivinotako, he is our Grihasta Acharya. He had 10 or 12 kids. Right? The reason he had 10 or 12 kids and it was successful is because his wife, whose name was Bhagavati Devi, was a pure Vaishnavi. She was pure. It was a Grihasta Ashram. It's a, it's a uh, partnership. Bhaktivinotaka was only successful as Grihasta Acharya because his wife was a pure Vaishnavi. 
She, she took, I mean, she took care of 10 or 12 kids, right? That's extraordinary, right? Mothers these days, they'll struggle with one or two or three kids. It's a struggle, it's not easy. So imagine, you know, 10 or 12 kids. Come on, kids, we're going to Mongolati. <laughs> uh, you, you got three. Okay, that's enough work. Uh, now 10 or 12. Come on, uh, get in the minibus. <laughs> We're going to Mongolia. It's a, it's a, that's a mission, <laughs> right? So Bhagavati Devi, she, she had everything under control. Uh, she was able to bring up ten or twelve kids, and several of the children were pure devotees. Several were pure devotees. Not all. Some were actually not uh, pure devotees, and that's an interesting point as well. Even pure devotees like Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Prabhupada, some of their children were not devotees. Right? There's no guarantee. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who was in between uh, Bhakti Thakur and Prabhupada, he said, I would have thousands of children if I knew they were going to be devotees. But he said, there's no guarantee, so he was Naishtika, Brahmachari. No, let me avoid it. <laughs> because there's no guarantee. Let me make devotees another way. Let me go and preach. And he had 60,000 disciples. So Grihasta life uh, means it is not easy uh, to make the children uh, Krishna conscious. Uh, that is their choice. They have to make their own choice. To make the wife Krishna conscious, that is her choice. To make the husband Krishna, that is his choice. Therefore, Krishna has to be in the center. Bhaktivinotakur taught us this. If you want Grihasta ashram to be successful, Krishna has to be in the center. <coughs> Bhaktivinotakur writes, uh, that my wife, my children, my home, everything, it is yours, my Lord. O Gopinath, everything is yours. Uh, o Krishna, everything is yours. That's how we have to see in Grihasta Ashram. That's not easy, actually. You know, because sometimes uh, the wife is not happy with the husband. Right? She's not <laughs> satisfied with the husband. Sometimes the husband is not satisfied with the wife. Not easy always to see like that. But if the, if the husband and wife uplift themselves and they concentrate on devotional service, and they focus on Krishna, then it becomes like that. And then you can respect uh, the husband and the, and, the, and the wife. There's one very senior devotee. He's actually a guru in ISKCON. I won't say the name. He's a guru in ISKCON, a Grihasta. And he told me one time, the first, first seven years of our marriage, he's been married a long time. First seven years, we tried to change each other. First seven years, uh, like, you know, why are you like this? Why are you like this? Why are you like that? Why are you like that? First seven years, seven years, okay. And then he said, second seven years, we did not like each other because they're not going to change. Then, okay, whatever. You just do your thing, I'll do my thing. And then he said, third seven years, they became friends. And now they appreciate. And now they're close, close friends. Although they still argue sometimes. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> but, but, uh, but that is the, the system. It takes time. You have to put Krishna in the center. Uh, and for Grihasta life to be uh, successful, you know, I've been a Grihasta for many years, uh, and you know, many other devotees have been Grihasta for many years, and sometimes devotees come for counseling or advice 
You have to know how to give advice to grihastas. There's so many grihastas. Even brahmacharis, you have to know how to give advice to grihastas. Because most of your preaching is to grihastas. So you can't be just totally aloof and complete. And that's challenging. You don't want to get into their stuff, but you have to give them advice. So not so easy. You have to know a little bit about how it works. At least philosophically, you can advise. But actually, grihastas should counsel grihastas. You shouldn't take all your problems to the sannyasis or the brahmacharis. It's not their business. My guru said that to me one time, many years ago. He said, this, he said go and speak to any Ruta Prabhu. He said, what are you telling me this for? <laughs> so I'm a sannyasi. And you go and speak to you know. Uh, so uh, when we counsel or we give advice to the, uh, the Grihastas, one thing that we always emphasize, if you want your Grihasta ashram to be successful, you have to compromise. If you don't learn compromise, that means this is just life principle. In any relationship. Yeah. Can you fix this? It keeps dropping. Just fix it so it stays on. Go. He says, it is said that if you do not compromise, that's good, yeah. If you do not compromise in Grihasta Ashram, it's not going to be successful. And that's like that in any relationship. If you have a relationship with anyone and you're not willing to compromise, it's not going to be successful. Oh, it has to be my way. My way or the highway. Take your pick. Huh? You or no, no, it's not gonna work. Huh? You have to be you have to be willing to compromise. That's how Grihasta life is successful. So we always when we counsel Grihastas, we always say that. Are you compromising? No? Uh, you want it like this, they want it like that, make some compromise. I was counselling Grihasta couple uh, a few years ago, maybe five years ago or something, and they came. They said, oh, we're having problems. I said, oh, what is the problem? Tell me the problem. They say, oh, this one doesn't do that, this one doesn't do that. So I said to the man, I said, you have to compromise. Come on, you can't expect your wife to do everything. You know, like in my, my Grihasta ashram, I put out the washing. Right? That's our system in our greenhouse because there has to be some compromise because we're both busy. My wife is busy like I am busy. I put out the washing. I put it in the machine, hang it out. I bring it in and then she folds everything and puts it. So it's compromise. I could say, you should do everything. Uh, I am the man. Uh, I was put on here on earth uh, to provide for the family. I do not do household chores. No, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. How's that going to work? Uh, it has to be compromise. Huh? Do I enjoy hanging the washing out? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy it. I wash the dishes. You know, sometimes I wash the dishes. You know, my wife cooks, I wash the dishes. If I cook, she washes the dishes. Well, it's compromise. So do I enjoy washing dishes? No. Huh? I, I have a picture of Krishna above my sink. So I look at Krishna and I say, Please liberate me from this material. <laughs> Please bring me to you while I wash the dishes. <laughs> like that. Uh, or if I, uh, if I am doing, uh, hanging out the washing, then I listen to a lecture. You know, while I'm here, because, you know, it's some mundane activity, it doesn't take any uh, brain power. You know, just like, uh, should I choose the red peg or the blue peg? Mm, I'll choose the blue pig. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't take any brain power. So you just do it, 
Uh, but then you can listen to a lecture, you can chant the holy names of Krishna, chant the Maha Mantra. So Grihasta life, if it's going to be successful, it requires compromise. Hmm. Uh, because Grihasta life is not easy. Material world is not easy. Uh, the only way it's successful, you have to put Krishna in the center. Mataji, you go on that side. Mataji on that side. Yeah. Then you have to put Krishna in the center. That's how it becomes successful. Bhaktivinoda Thakur teaches us this. Uh, Krishna has to be in the center. He says, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, my wife right, is Krishna's servant. My children belong to Krishna. My household is for Krishna. That's why we have one of the most important principles for <coughs> Grihastas is deity worship. The deity is the center. Right? Uh, just like, uh, you know, Mother Jagatrini and Burajan Prabhu. If you go to Perth, where they live, their Grihasta ashram, or maybe they're more like Varnaprasta now, but where they are, they call it Gopinath Dham. Gopinath Dham. Gopinath, their deity, is in the center. Everything is that is named after him. Right? He's in the center. Everything should be for his pleasure. When they brought the property, when they moved in there, the first thing they did when they received the papers, they own the property, they have a murti of Prabhupada, small murti. They took Prabhupada with Kirtan all the way through every room of the property. Prabhupada, uh, you are the Lord and Master. You are the Prabhu, Prabhupada. You are the Lord and Master of this uh, place, this ashrama. Uh, it is not for our pleasure. Uh, like where, where I live at, at Hare Krishna Valley. My ashram is called Sri Govardhan Seva Ashram. Because uh, I try to think like that. I learned from Burujan Prabhu. I try to think. Yeah, this ashram, Govardhan, uh, Giriraj, he's in the center. My deity is in the center. It's not for my pleasure. It's for his pleasure. So Grihastas have to think like that. Uh, Krishna is in the center. Uh, of course, we have to also analyze whether the, de whether the devotees have deities in Grihasa. We've been discussing this recently about that. It's also good just to have a picture of Krishna. Because if you're going to have a deity, big responsibility. It's like having a kid. <laughs> you know, when you have children, it's a lot of work. You have to feed them. Uh, do your kids eat a lot? Uh, your kids eat a lot. Yeah, because they're kids. Kids eat a lot. So therefore, you can't say, oh, I'm not going to feed the kid today. doesn't work. That's your responsibility to feed. Same with the deity. You can't say, oh, I'm not going to feed the deity today. It's a, it's a big responsibility, actually. We've been discussing this recently, that it's, it's probably better that the, uh, the Grihastas probably the majority should just worship pictures. Just better than you were. Prabhupada said that. You can worship pictures. Uh, because if you're going to have deities in your home, it's a big responsibility. And you have to make sure that the, uh, the worship is maintained. Not just for one week, but it's for years and years and years. And you see Grihastas, they get very enthusiastic. They install the deity. They begin, but then they can't maintain the seva over time. Right? So it's very, very important that we do like this.
So therefore, the point is Krishna has to be in the center. That's Grihasta life, means Krishna is in the center. <coughs> Sometimes, you know, people think Grihasta life is a step backwards in spiritual life. Oh, I was a brahmachari, I was a brahmachari for eight years. Yeah, so you're a brahmacharya, and then you get married. They think, oh, it's a step backwards. Not necessarily. Uh, one time Prabhupada was on a morning walk, I think it was in France. Prabhupada said to the devotees, why are the grihastas in Maya? Why are the grihastas in Maya? Uh, what is the answer? Why are the grihastas? And all the devotees were like, <laughs> Prabhupada said, why are the grihastas in Maya? And then no one said anything. Then Prabhupada said, that is okay. That is their position. Of course the grihastas are in Maya. Hmm? Because they're attached. So therefore they get married. But they regulate their attachment. That's what grihasta life means. It means you regulate your attachment. Okay, you're, you're attached to this material world? Regulate it. Right? You're attached to sex life? Okay, you can have sex life, but regulate it. Uh, have some children, and then you'll give up all your attachment to sex life. Because uh, it's hard work. <laughs> and then you think, oh my God, more sex life means more children, more children means more hard work. And then what happens? You become detached. Uh, your children liberate you from the cycle of birth and death. Uh, that is the point. Don't get puffed up. <laughs> I'm liberating my parents from the cycle of birth and death. <laughs> No, but the children are liberating uh, because it's hard work. Uh, so then you become more detached from this material world. Uh, so therefore, uh, Grihasta life means regulated sense gratification. Uh, you have to regulate it. Uh, you can't just say that. So Grihasta life is not necessarily a step backwards. I know myself. When I changed ashram from Brahmacharya, I was Brahmachari for eight years, and then when I became Grihasta, many realizations actually developed. And I could see this was the right situation for me because my realizations increased. They didn't go backwards. Uh, and that's why Prabhupada, in the eighth canto of the Bhagavatam, we know he gives the famous purports in the Gajendra Moksha, uh, section of the eighth canto, Prabhupada gives famous purports, uh, where he says, you have to be rightly situated. Uh, the elephant Gajendra was losing the fight in the water when he was fighting the crocodile. He was losing the fight. Why? Prabhupada gives a very nice analogy, very nice um, understanding of the situation, because he was not properly situated. The elephant cannot win the fight in the water because the crocodile is more powerful in the water. But if you go onto the land, the elephant is more powerful. Right? So therefore he will win. So Prabhupada gives a very nice understanding. For some devotees, because of our conditioning, because of our samskaras, because of our uh, atika, our qualification, we have to be in Grihastha Ashram. Because no, we will make more advancement. We'll, our mind will be more peaceful, and then you can make more advancement in Krishna consciousness. It's not a disadvantage, actually. And for some devotees, it's better to be in the renounced order of life. Uh, Brahmachari, uh, uh, Vanaprastha, Sannyas. It's, it's good. Because then the mind will be more peaceful. Right? And then he can focus more on Krishna. 
So it just depends on your adhikar, your qualification. So for some devotees it's better, and I know for myself, when I was a brahmachari, there were times when my chanting, uh, my japa, was very good. You know, there were times when I got a lot of reciprocation from Krishna in my chanting. And then when I became a grihasta, there's been times where I've got so much reciprocation from Krishna. So it's not a disadvantage. You know, sometimes when you become a, a brahmachari, becomes a grihasta, everyone says, oh, he's in Maya. Oh, that's, he's fallen down. He's gone into the deep, dark well of Grihasta life. Uh, there is no hope for him. Uh, see you later. Hare Krishna. It was nice knowing. Let us know when you want to come out. We'll throw a rope. Otherwise, enjoy yourself. In the dark, deep, dark well of suffering. The material world. Uh, there's many analogies <laughs> which are given about the suffering. Because it is. Grihasta life is challenging. But actually, for some devotees, it's better. You make more advancement. I know myself, like my best rounds of my life have been since I've been a Grihasta. So it just depends on your situation. It's not necessarily a fall down. Uh, we just have to understand that this material world uh, is a place of suffering. Uh, so for some devotees, uh, you have to be, if you're more properly situated in renounced life, then you'll overcome the cycle of birth and death. And if you're more properly situated in Grihasta life, then you'll overcome the cycle of birth and death. It's not that one will be successful and the other one will not. Uh, Prabhupada said if you can follow the four regulative principles and chant 16 rounds a day and not make too much noise in the Bhagavatam class, then Prabhupada said you will go back home, back to Godhead in this lifetime. What did Prabhupada say? Four regulative principles, 16 rounds minimum, and not too much noise in the Bhagavatam class, you will go back home, back to Godhead in this lifetime. Well, Prabhupada said, he didn't say the last part, but he said, <laughs> I embellished, I put that into the class. So, uh, you have, if you do these things, so you can go back to Godhead from Grihasta Ashram or uh, sannyasa ashram. It's, it's the same, actually. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, right, one is not a sannyasi just by putting on the external dress, uh, but it is your consciousness. And there's even a statement, there are statements where Prabhupada says, if a grihasta can live with a wife, a beautiful wife, and still be fixed in Krishna, he's better than a sannyasi, Prabhupada says. Uh, so there's no disadvantage. It's just whatever suits you. Yeah. If it's better for you, uh, renounce life, do it. You know, if I could have been a renunciate, a sannyasi, I would have done it. I had an opportunity to be a sannyasi, you know, when my first marriage finished and before I you know, married her, I had an opportunity and I spoke to the sannyasis you know, and they encouraged me. I had an opportunity, but I wasn't ready to do it. You know, I couldn't do it externally. You know, externally I could do it. I could put on the, the vesh, you know, but internally, the purity is not there. So therefore, it's, what, what is the point? Uh, then my spiritual life will become disturbed, and others will become disturbed as well. Uh, so you have to be situated in the right place. But there's no disadvantage. You just have to be properly situated, and then you serve Krishna as much as you can. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, what is chapter 3 called? In Bhagavad Gita. 
Which one? Karma Yoga, very good. And then what is chapter 4 called? Transcendental Knowledge. In Sanskrit we call that? Jnana Yoga. Uh, so chapter 3 is Karma Yoga. Chapter 4 is Jnana Yoga. Why does Krishna put it like that? Because the, the first chapters of the Gita are about Karma, Karma Yoga. The last chapter is about Jnana Yoga. And the middle chapters are about Bhakti Yoga. So why does Krishna put Karma Yoga in the uh, beginning? Uh, because he's teaching us how to be active in this world. Because we're all active. Right? Everyone wants to do something all the time. Krishna says in the third chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, he says, no one can stop doing anything even for a moment. Right? We can't stop doing anything. Right? Okay, everyone stop doing, don't do anything right now. Everyone stop. No one do anything. Huh? You, can't, you can't stop. All of you thought in your mind, oh, how long will this go for? Uh, can I actually do it? Am I doing something? Oh, no, I'm not doing No. So nothing stops because the soul is active. So Krishna says in the third chapter, you can't stop doing anything. So karma yoga, you have to be active in this world. Everyone's active. The predominant mode of nature in the material world is passion. That's predominant. Right? So you have to learn to be active for Krishna. That's the point. That's why it's called karma yoga. Be active for Krishna. So jnana is in the fourth chapter. Jnana means knowledge. What's the problem in the material world right now? How many people are in the material in, on earth right now? Human beings. Eight billion. That's a lot. Right? And what are they doing to the planet? Making a mess. Why? Because they're active, but they don't have knowledge. Right? The American Indians, they say, do not make any decision which will negatively affect seven generations of your people. Huh? We can't even make decisions which, if, which don't neg negatively affect one generation of our people, or this generation. We're making all these bad decisions, and now everything is becoming ruined. The American Indians, they used to say, before the white man came to America, all the rivers were clear and pure. You could just drink from the river like that. You can go down to the Yarra River now and just drink out of it. We'll have an excursion. Okay, everyone ready? Get the minibus. Right, we'll go to Yarra River. No, none of us, who's going to do it? Would you drink water straight from the Yarra I wouldn't. It's all brown color. We know that further up, you know, in Collingwood and all those areas, you know, Abbotsford, there's uh, factories and the... the you know, the sewage and different things are going, the affluence is going into the river. You're not going to drink it. Right? But the rivers used to be pure. I know old people who used to live in Melbourne, they say the Yarra River used to be clear a long time ago. You know, it used to be clear. No, not now. So the American Indians, they said, you know, don't make decisions which are going to ne negatively impact the future generations. Right? That's karma. Karma means act properly with jnana, with knowledge. Right? So what happens now is people don't act properly with knowledge. So grihasta life means you're active, you're passionate, that's why you've gone into grihasta life. You're going to do activity, but do it with knowledge. That's why you have to study Bhagavad Gita. Mm. Uh, Arjuna says to Krishna at the end of the third chapter, Krishna, why do sometimes I do things which I know I should not do? 
but I do them anyway. Has anyone ever done that? Hands up, you ever did? No? Only the kids putting their hands up. <laughs> what happened to all the adults? Uh, you're very, you're all moonies now. <laughs> you're very wise. But uh, we all did it in our life. Sometimes you did something. Your, your intelligence is saying, there's a voice inside your head saying, do not do it. Or, you know, when your heart beats, sometimes you're doing something you know you should not do and your heart starts going boo 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 Ever happen? Yeah, it happened, right? Right? What is that boo 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 boo? That is paramatma. That is super. Krishna saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Boom, 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 boom. Because he's here. He's in the heart. Yeah. So you, you get, but, but then you say, no, I'll do it anyway. So Arjuna says to Krishna, what is that? What makes me? Karma Esha. Krota Esha, Rajaguno Samud Bhava. It's born from Rajagun. So everyone in this material world is passionate. Mm. And because they're passionate, we have lust. We have a desire for sense gratification. Uh. So that's why Krishna gives us transcendental knowledge. Right? That's why you have to study the Bhagavad Gita. Because then you learn to control that passion. You control your activity. And then your grihas to life becomes successful. Uh, so we have to study. Because Arjuna says to Krishna, no, why do I do that? And then Krishna says, it is because of calm. And then Krishna says, how to control the calm? He says, you have to regulate yourself. Uh, and you have to make your buddhi strong. Uh, so how do you make your buddhi strong? How do you make your intelligence strong? You study Prabhupada's books. That's why we come to Bhagavatam class. Now you came to Bhagavatam class today, now your intelligence is strong. So when Maya comes to you and she tries to persuade you, you say, no, I heard this morning the Bhagavatam, I have to have knowledge. I cannot fall into Maya. I have to say no to Maya. No? Just like how did Gandhi get all the British out of India? No cooperation. That was his policy. Prabhupada said it wasn't actually that. It was uh, Bose who actually started shooting the British that helped. <laughs> but Gandhi made their life miserable. He said, no cooperation. So when you're dealing with Maya, Prabhupada says, no cooperation. Maya, thank you for your offer today, but no, I am not cooperating. I am on strike today. No Maya today. Today is no Maya day. Huh? International no Maya day. <laughs> We should get that on the calendar. They have every other day on the calendar, right? So let's have international no Maya day. The whole world, eight billion people, no Maya, one day. Everyone say no to Maya. No. Hmm. So this is the way that we learn. So as a Grihasta, you have to learn this. Uh, you have to say no to sense gratification. You have to act, but with knowledge, right? Make your intelligence strong. So Grihasta life is not a bad ashram. But you have to learn to control your mind and your senses. That's why we have Brahmacharya Ashram first. Brahmacharya Ashram is there, control your mind and senses. Then you go to Grihastha Ashram. So then devotees say, well, I didn't have an opportunity to be a, a Brahmachari. Huh? My Guru Maharaj, he was giving class one time, he said, then you have to catch up. You have to have the Brahmacharya uh, training in the beginning of your Grihastha life. It means you have to be very serious for a period of time. In, in ISKCON in the old days, in the 70s and the eight, early 80s, the mood was very strict. It's more, not as strict now. 
The one devotee, his name is Jai Sheila Prabhu, he's in uh, New Zealand, he is Prabhupada disciple. He joined this temple uh, around about 1975, like that, so he was here in this temple. And he wanted to take second initiation from Prabhupada. So Balaram Prabhu, who is the temple president, said, we'll give you second initiation if you come to Mongolati and Sanjaati uh, uh, for six months every day. So he did that. So it was like, because he joined as a Grihasta, he didn't have brahmachari life, but he sped up, he caught up. He had his brahmachari training in the beginning of the Grihasta ashram. So that's how you do it. You know, if you can't be a brahmachari, then you have to catch up. You have to be strict in the beginning, right? And give yourself good training. So you develop good habits in Krishna consciousness. Then you can survive the material energy, which is very challenging. So we'll stop here. We'll see if there's any questions or comments on anything we discussed. Microphone, transcendental microphone key. Jai. Jai Ho. Where is that transcendental microphone? Uh, Maraji first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Hi Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice class. Prabhu, you mentioned if we keep the husband or the wife or the children in the center of our grihastha life, it will not be successful. But if we keep Lord Krishna in the center, then it will be successful. So Prabhu, I like to ask if the kids in the grihastha ashram are practicing Krishna consciousness and are sometimes in the center, is that okay? Because we see we are mainly like cooking and feeding the kids in the ashram, not the Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, Prabhupada said the children are Vaikuntha children. They came from Vaikuntha. So all of you came from Vaikuntha. Uh, and it is our service as your parents to serve you. Uh, Prabhupada actually said, he said the children are the deity for the, for the parents. Uh, because sometimes the parents in the early days, they would get up and come to Mongolati. And they would bring the children, and you know, it's not always good for the children to come to Mongolati when they're very young, you know, because they need to sleep and their brains need to develop. And so when Prabhupada found out, he said, no. He said, let, let the children rest, stay at home, look after the children. They are your deity. So for the, uh, the parents, if they serve the children, if the children are devotees, and the parents are devotees and they serve them nicely, then everyone is making spiritual advancement. That is your, as a Grihasta, my Guru Maharaj, he said to me, he said, when you get married, your first responsibility is your wife, and then when you have children, your first responsibility is the children. That is your main service as a Grihasta, to make your family Krishna conscious. That's the main service. So that is devotional service. Is that okay? Thank you, Prabhupada. Yeah, very good question. Uh, yeah, over here. Hare Krishna, thank you, Keshwar Prabhu. Um, you mentioned about you know the, the Paramatma reciprocating mm. uh, from within. Sometimes we know that we're not meant to do something, mm. and you can feel that Paramatma. Mm. And you mentioned that it's Krishna. Is it yes. is it Krishna personally, or is it like the whole like Krishna's organization? Everything's organized by Krishna. And that's responding on how, how much of it is actually the beating in the heart. Yeah. That's Paramatma. Yeah. yeah that's and that's for, for everyone. That's God. Right. And God is telling you, don't do this. Yeah. 
That's why you're going like that, boom, 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 because you're disobeying God. Right. That's why you feel, oh, I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why. That's, you're disobeying God. Yeah. Don't do that. So it's like conscience. It's God. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of course. What? It is God. Yeah, yeah. In India, we say Bhagwan. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, that's who it is. Or in Gita, we say Paramatma. Okay. 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 <laughs> and does it, like, the more you ignore it, does it start neglecting you a little bit? You know, because people yeah, of course. are doing. Yeah. Of course, you'll fall into Maya. Yeah. Gyanam smitir apohanam cha. Krishna says, I am in here. Yeah. I am Paramatma. I'll give you knowledge, remembrance, and forgetfulness. So if you keep disobeying, He'll organize forgetfulness. Oh, you want to keep disobeying me? That's okay. Boom. Forget me then. Right. Fall into Maya. Yeah. Maya Shakti will yeah. cover you. Yeah. Right? She'll pull you down and cover you, and you will go. And then many years later, you'll think, oh, I used to be a Hare Krishna. <laughs> Maybe I should go back and have a look at that now. Wow. That's what everyone does. Yeah. We see all the people leave, they end up coming back. So why waste 30 years? Just stay. Just stay here with us yeah. uh, your whole life. <laughs> Prabhupada in the uh, 1977, just before he left the world, he woke up in the middle of the night and Bhavananda Prabhu was there, one of his disciples. Prabhupada woke up, he said, K? K? Who? Who was there? It was dark. Prabhupada said, K? And then uh, Bhavananda Prabhu came to Prabhupada. He was the only one in the room. He said, Bhavananda Prabhupada, I'm, I'm here. He said, oh, Bhavananda, stay with me forever. Never, never leave me. Prabhupada said that. Right? So don't ever go away. That's Maya. Yeah. Maya means you go away. You think, oh, I can be Christian conscious without the devotees. No, you can't. Yeah. We see those who stay separate from the devotees, they have trouble. Yeah. We say those who stay with the devotees, they don't have trouble. Mm -hmm. So stay with us. Never leave. Thank you. Okay? Yeah. Okay. okay. Any other questions? Down the back. Hare Krishna Prabhu. you just mentioned uh, about the sense, uh, sense control. You said before early stage, we have a, like strict uh, rules and regulations. Like you give example for six months. But how actually, in practical, that helps to control the senses? Because that's only the one way you come in a, because maybe someone has that in the mind, you know, so it's six months and after that I can do whatever I want. Why don't you just try it and see what it does to you? Why don't you just come to Mongolati every day for six months and Sanja Adi, and then come back and tell us what it did? See if your mind and senses are more under control or not. Why, why don't you do an experiment? Hmm? And then come and tell us, okay? Thank then, you. then you will understand. I'll try it. Yeah, why not? Any other question? Okay. Srila Prabhupada ki? Gauranga.
I'll send the email today. I'll get it because the email is collected. Email, you wanted the contact. Message me, right? So oh, the list. The list yeah. Today. You'll send it. Yeah.